Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Feels good, baby. I will be back here. I will be back here. I will be back in Welcome to Fourth and Gold Podcast. We are back. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope everybody had a nice holiday. I know the 49ers did. They uh I can't you can't really say they go into Arizona because they've been in Arizona, but they take the road win uh over the Arizona Cardinals, kind of spoil their playoff hopes. Um and the Niners move to six and nine, and the Cardinals are at eight and seven, fighting for their playoff lives going into week 17. Four Niners play Grinch and try to spoil their Christmas uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Nothing much. Merry Christmas, Javi. Merry Christmas, everybody out there listening. Hope you guys all had a, a nice, fun holiday spent with family and friends and everything else. And uh, Santa was good to you. Santa was good to me. I don't know if you can really tell, but I got a new uh, got a new microphone. I got a new mixer. I got a, I got some new audio equipment. So hopefully I sound better than I have <laughs> in the past. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, not much, you know, we wrapped up, uh, watching football today here on Sunday, a lot of good games, but Saturday night was the real show or Saturday afternoon, depending on <laughs> Saturday night for me, or Saturday night for everybody else on the West coast. Uh, but yeah, this is, this was a, this was a fun game to watch. The 49ers really, uh, man, they played well. They played really well. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they executed the game plan. Um, they didn't ask CJ Beathard to do too much. Just play within structure and make the easy throws, make the easy reads, and he did that. He executed efficiently and effectively. Um, coming off the anniversary of his brother's uh, murder, you know, unfortunate death of his brother, and he played well. And I'm pretty sure that affected his his play. He was a little bit more focused. He sounded very. Um, it meant something to him, you know. We t- we did, we did our show last year. We we called the show for CJ. The Niners played the Rams. Uh, um, the Saturday night as well. Then that was the two third and sixteens from Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the team rallied around CJ in that instance. And I think they rallied around him again, uh, this week versus the Cardinals. Um, before we get into this, this is the fourth and gold podcast. Follow us on Twitter at fourth and gold pod. Um, and then just make sure you check out everything at pro football network at PFN three sixty five on Twitter. Uh, the Niners win this game. 
you know, since some people were like, no, we don't need to win this game. It's time for draft season 20 to 12. Um, but these guys are, they're playing, they're going to play, you know, George Kittle is fighting to play. George Kittle is fighting to get on the field. These guys want to win and they want to play. Yeah. There's, there's, there's not a single team in the NFL that you can tell them that they are trying to tank. None of them want to do that. Um, yeah. you know, they, if you were watching the Amazon prime broadcast, they talked about it, uh, in the pregame, uh, Chris, Chris Long and, uh, yeah, Andrew, Andre Hawk, Hawkins, excuse me. Um, they said if you're not playing for the name on the front of your jersey, you're playing for the name on the back because the 49ers have a lot of free agents. They have a lot of guys that are trying to put quality stuff on tape. And uh, it showed that they really wanted to go out there and win. Uh, this was a near-perfect win. It was a near-perfect win. Uh, they played within themselves. They didn't turn the ball over in a, in a meaningful way. They did have the one fumble before halftime. But really... This was, this was about as best executed San Francisco 49ers football we've seen in quite some time. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm lo- looking at the pass chart. CJ Beathard executed well. The block, the, what I noticed mostly was the blocking in the run game was better. Surprise, right. George Kittle's back. <laughs> um, we talked about it a couple times during the, a couple episodes ago. The, the, the guys weren't blocking as well. And when you have a guy like George Kittle out there to hold you accountable, and if, you know, if your highest paid offensive player is out there, um, blocking the way he is you're gonna see the other guys around him uh block as well too you know it's it's a you know you lead by example and George Kittle is a leader he's gonna lead by example he's gonna get his hands dirty he's going to pancake as many people as he possibly can he's going to chop somebody's legs out I think the first one of the big first run plays he Kittle takes the backside block and absolutely destroys I think it was Reddick it was it was a beautiful mm-hmm. block by uh George Kittle away from the play but that's just the kind of player George Kittle is. It's good to have him back in the pass game and in the run game. You saw the difference he makes uh, for this team. Um, it's, you know, this team, this season has been riddled with injuries. Unfortunately, the Niners are out of the playoffs uh, at 6-9. and nine. Had they won a few games, the Washington won, the Eagles won, where basically the quarterback hands them mm-hmm. the game um, with mm-hmm. turnovers. You know, we the Niners are likely... Sitting at you know possibly an eight and six record or or a nine and five record, you know going into the final you know two weeks of the, of the season, um, but you know here they are injuries riddled. But it we I've talked about it on Twitter a couple of times. This this is this might be just a blessing. Yep. You know this is a good team. It's a good roster when they are healthy. They're going to end up with a top fifteen pick, maybe a top twelve pick, and you're you're getting yourself another elite level player hopefully in the in that first round to add to the stable of talent you already have, whether that, it, whether that is a quarterback, whether that's a cornerback. Um, the Niners will be fine, and I'm not too worried about it. I just think I just set my expectations a certain way right. uh, going into this season once the injuries started to pile up. I wasn't going to get too high or too low uh, with this team. Um, let's, let, a lot of credit goes to the coaches. Yeah. Let's just get right to it. Let's go. Let's get to, let's get the bad out of the way. Where were you at Robbie with the bad? fucking gold was bad. <laughs> was bad. Uh, you know, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I like to say gold is automatic. Take a drink. I don't know what the hell happened. Three field goals, man. Three field goals. And a missed extra point. And really that missed extra point kept it a one score game. I mean, there was just, whew, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a good look for Robbie gold. He is a free agent at the end of this year. And if he's going to start missing field goals like this down the stretch, he's, well, he's never going to struggle to find work because let's be honest, there's so many bad kickers out there that a team would take Robbie yeah. Gold in a heartbeat. Um, but he's not going to be able to command the money that he wants to command if he goes out over two on on field goals and uh, the missed extra point, like I said. That was that was the most egregious thing on the field for the 49ers Saturday night. 
Yeah, I think that was really it as mm-hmm. far as the bad goes. I didn't. I don't think they had a <clears throat> anything really bad at all in this game. I thought the secondary played well. I thought the linebackers played well. Defensive line did their thing. They contained Murray as much mm-hmm. as possible. Um, so yeah, the bad was just Robbie. You know, you can't miss two field goals and then the extra point. You keep, you know, that's seven points right there. That's lost. You know, this game could have been over um, earlier. You know, it could have been a twenty-seven to twelve finish. And you know, you know, you don't have to worry about that last drive that the Falcons ha- that the Cardinals have. Excuse me, um, but. Good thing Akella Witherspoon exists. So there, yeah. there's that. Um, let's get into the the not so good. Um, for me, the, the not so good. It was just I think it was just CJ Beathard. There was there was opportunities in this game for him to push the ball a little bit more, but he did take the safe play. I'm not gonna kill CJ here. He is the third string mm-hmm. quarterback. He is you know a backup. He's been in this offense long enough. We know who CJ Beathard is. Um, you know this is an offense who's. Dying. I know Kyle Shannon's dying inside to just stretch the field, move the ball, and stop throwing to his running backs all the time. You know, Brandon Ayuk had his had one reception for 15 yards. You know, that's one thing that CJ will do. He's going to throw to his running backs. He's going to mm-hmm. throw to his tight ends. He may not ever throw to his wide receivers. Um, so CJ, he was fine. 13 of 22, uh, 182, and three touchdowns. A lot of very short, easy passes. A lot of yards after the catch for these guys. Um, but CJ, you know, he is who he is. So he's to me, he didn't, he didn't play great. He didn't play poor. He's just in the middle. You know, he, he did enough to help the Niners win this game. He was not a reason why they lost it. Uh, he wasn't a reason why, um, they were, this game was tight. It just, he just, he was, he, he did his job essentially. Like he was good enough. Yeah. I don't want to crush CJ Beathard. Um, efficient is the easiest way to put it. Um, he wasn't great. He wasn't earth shattering, but he didn't lose the game. And that's, that's, that's something that it's, yeah. I'm going to put him in the good category first. I'll talk about Beathard in the good category. Um, the not so good for me, the 49ers need return. <sighs> they need somebody that can return the ball. Jeremy Cannon, four kick returns for the 16 yards per, and that's not going to cut it. Uh, River Craycraft in on punt returns. Cool. They, they just need, they need return. They just spend a seventh round pick. <clears throat> just spend a seventh round pick on someone and his only job is to come in there and return kicks. That's all I want. That's all I want. So that's that's really the only not so good for me was just the kick returns in general. Because I feel like every time McKinnon took the <clears throat> ball out, I was just like, oh, all right, they're gonna start on the they're gonna start on the 17. They're gonna start on the 20. And it's just yeah. it's just they need a return, man. That's the long and short of it. Richie James has been yanked from that duty <laughs> after fumbling against Dallas. So yeah, it's just it is what it is. It is what it is. It's week 16 in the it's it's week week 16 in the lost yeah. season. So and, and we're bitching about the kick returners. God damn it. Um <laughs> I mean that's just that just goes to show that the, you know there, there's there needs to be improvement on this mm-hmm. team and that's part of it. The kick return game needs to be improved special teams specifically. Uh, Robbie Gold needs to be better. That's 7 points mm-hmm. you left on the you know you did, you didn't you didn't put on the board because you missed two field goals and a, an extra point that's seven points you need those um especially in close games like that that's the difference you know that can cost you games versus better teams i don't i didn't never really believe in arizona to be quite honest all season i think they are who they are uh, they'll probably finish eight and eight and i would not be surprised um but yeah the return game you know you're watching <laughs> jet mckinnon come out of the end zone it's like yeah, it's I don't. He's more like Honda Civic McKinnon. He's not a jet anymore. It's just not. He's not very fast anymore. He doesn't have his burst. You know, it's unfortunate because he he before he had those injuries, he was one of the faster guys in the yeah. NFL. It's just 
you know, ACL tears are a bitch. And for him, you know, likely it destroyed his career. You know, those two back-to-back surgeries on yeah, those knees. For sure. Um, but there was a lot more good than bad and then not so good in this game. A lot of good. Good for me first. I'm going to go with uh, Pro Bowl, All-Pro, Fred mm-hmm. Warner. Uh, Fred Warner on the season right now has 115 tackles, two interceptions, uh, a couple forced fumbles. The guy is one of the best covers linebackers in football, one of the best sure tacklers in football. Um, there's there, He's gonna always going to be in this category, but I thought he had an outstanding game. 14 tackles. Um, against the Cardinals this week and a forced fumble. Like, he was everywhere. He had a pass defense uh, that where he swatted the ball mm-hmm. at the line of scrimmage. Like, like, bro, he gets his hands on that. That's a pick six. Um, it's Fred is just getting better and better and better every week. Um, he's gonna he's he's likely going to be first-team All-Pro this year, and I, I'm super excited about his future with this team. Um, he's He just keeps getting better, you know, and I thought his tackling this week was just – Outstanding. Our boy Eric Crocker was like, man, I would hate to play against Fred Warner because he's so extra. Fred <laughs> is kind of extra after the plays. He always got a flex on you. He's always talking shit. Um, but that's a good thing, though. You when you have a guy like Fred who can who who talks a shit, but he backs yeah. it up, and that's a plus. Like guys who talk and don't do anything on the field, those are the guys who annoy me. Guys like Fred, who's going to show up, play in, and play out, um, and get in your face after a tackle is is what I love to hear. Um, so I just I'm happy he's on my team. He is, you know, he's, he's I'm man. so he's happy he's on my team. All pro, all pro Fred. Um, you know, we used to just we used to joke that we just name him the player of the game every game, and we wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> and this is another game where neither one of us are going to give it to him, but he really deserves to be in that conversation for for the best player of, of of the night. I think anytime Fred's on the field, he's probably the best player on the field. And I'm I'm not exaggerating yeah. when I say that. Uh, I really believe he's he's. He's the best linebacker in the NFL. We've been saying it for a long time. Oh, linebacker one, linebacker one, linebacker <laughs> one, and, and we want you to know that we're no, we don't just say that. It shows when it shows in his play, and he's been absolutely incredible all season long. Fred was great. Um, I said I was going to mention C.J. Beathard in the good, so I'll get my little C.J. Beathard spiel out of the way here. Um, like I said, he was, he was efficient. Yeah. Uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions. It wasn't for lack of trying to throw an interception. He did try to throw a pick six, uh, and, and the, the Cardinals <laughs> uh, linebacker dropped it. Thank goodness, but really, when when you're three touchdowns, no interceptions. It, it, there's no other place to put you other than good. They were kind of gimmies, you know. The Texas routes to Jeff Wilson for a touchdown, which works on the Cardinals every single time. Mostert ran it week one. Jeff Wilson ran it last year. <laughs> Jeff Wilson ran it again this year. It works every goddamn time. Every goddamn time, and it always goes for a touchdown. It's weird, I, like. Bro, when I see it, like, I don't know why, but I call it out every time. I'm like, oh, there it is, because the running back is to the left of the quarterback, and then you have the middle linebacker or the wheel linebacker shaded outside of the defensive end. I'm like, oh, here it comes, and there it was. Like clockwork, man. <laughs> death, you know, death taxes and, and, a, and a Texas route crushing the Cardinals. Um, it, it bettered, you know, two touchdowns to Juice, and those were beautifully designed plays. Uh, he was good. He was good, and, and there's there's a lot of people who are going to sit here and say, like, oh, well, why didn't they make this move two weeks ago? I mean, I don't... Do, do you... Two, I mean, again, it's, it's what we talk about. The first game that a backup comes into play is always their best. It's always their best. Yeah. And, and you know, with the thing with... I'm sorry no, to cut you, good. but with, with CJ and, and Nick, Kyle's, Kyle's said it over and over and over again. 
Nick, practice better. You know, there's certain there's reasons why if you just go look at the pass charts, that these pass charts look very similar for all three guys. Kyle has a lack of trust in these guys stretching the field at all. Like at all, because they're they're prone to turnovers. And the problem with our other two guys is they're gonna turn the ball over regardless on the short stuff. And we know CJ's gonna turn the ball over too. Um, eventually, because we saw him do it in 2017. We saw him do it in 2018 when he had to come in for Jimmy Garoppolo left the injury. Mm-hmm. These guys are not the answer. And that's not, you know, that's not to say, you know, that's not to say that they're terrible quarterbacks. They're just backups. And that's when you have to have, when you have to play backups the way as much as we have, they're going to get exposed. They're going to be, their deficiencies are going to come clear. There's a reason why CJ was projected to be a third, fourth, fifth round pick. And, Nick Mullins went undrafted. And these guys don't have any elite traits. They don't have any traits that are going to wow you and, and you know, blow you out of the water. That's why Kyle's running these very simple route concepts and very simple plays. Get him on the roll. Get him on the run, rolling away, and you have, a, you know, Kittle wide open for a quick five-yard pass that turns into 20 because Kittle can get up the field mm-hmm. so fast. That's why you have check leaking out of the backfield, and you're going to throw him the ball for... The, yard, the, the air yard is like four yards, but Kit Juice is going to get you the extra 15. Like, if you just look at the pass charts, like, I, I have it up. It's, uh, let's see here. Um, So, behind the line of scrimmage, two for two for seven yards. Five yards or less. Um, He was four, seven for, seven for, yeah, seven for 13. Mm-hmm. On those passes after five yards, and then he had one pat. He had four passes over ten, four four, um, three for four for fifty four yards. Like that's just that's just what he is. That's just how he's going to operate. Yep. And you know, if you look at these pass charts, you're going to see you're going to see it across the board for all three guys. But yeah, you know, sorry. yeah, yeah, no, you're out. good. You're good. And Beth, there was kind of a statue in there, and and he took a couple sacks, and people immediately want to blame the offensive line because of course they do, but. You know, Bethard stands there and he doesn't make a read. And he doesn't get rid of the ball quick. It's that's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. Um, I'm gonna put Juice in my good category too. Two touchdowns, uh, a one one oh, yeah. quarterback sneak for a first Can down. I get that extension, first baby. First down, yeah. I mean, he he he's played well, played really well. He's a great blocker out in front of Wilson all game. Um, you know mm-hmm. that I like that little wrinkle. We saw Washington run it on Thanksgiving Day against the uh, against Cowboys where the Logan Thomas yes. kind of got under center after going in motion and, and just did a little sneak like that. Um, it's a nice wrinkle. It's a nice wrinkle. And if you can keep teams on the toes like that and, and pick up short yardage like that, go for it all day. So you, you only had three touches, but it was first down and two touchdowns. So, I mean, what more can you ask from a fullback, right? I thought Juice played great. Yeah, Juice had a Juice had a hell of a game. Um, to add to the great Iowa... Iowa Hawkeyes, you know, of all time. G.J. Beathard is an elite Iowa Hawkeye. I'm joking, everyone. (laughs) Um, George Kittle uh, had himself a day. The return, the triumphant return of George Kittle. Um, I mean, what what more can you say about the guy? It's just like he comes back off of, you know, a six, seven-week hiatus, comes back, four receptions, 92 yards, no big deal. Um, Run blocked his ass off. He's just he's a spark to this team. He he's a big reason why this offense operates as well as it does. He opens up a lot for this team to 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 maneuver in the run game and in the pass game. You know, we we talked about it all season. You know, even when George is on the field, 
you got to respect him in the pass and the run. So you're gonna it makes the quarterback's job a lot mm-hmm. easier. That's part of why I, I would like to just see an upgraded quarterback position. I don't want it to all be count. I don't want I don't want our you know secondary weapons like Kittle and Ayuk and Debo to have to be out there for the quarterback to excel. Like you should have a quarterback who's going to threaten every level mm-hmm. of the field. But with Kittle, he he's going to threaten you uh, in every on every level of the field. With you know, with just the thought of him getting getting loose, um, so you got to play a little bit off. You got to play. You got to shade some coverages his way, so it allows other guys to get open and operate. Um, but a lot of the stuff that Kittle was doing, or that they had Kittle doing, was was CJ rolling out, and getting open, allowing him some easy lanes to throw to to George, and then George doing the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, George Kittle is the best tight end football. I don't care what what Travis Kelsey did this year, fourteen hundred yards. Yes, you have Patrick Mahomes. Yep. That helps. And you were healthy all year. I'm going to go with George Kittle when he's out there. He's the best tight end in football. And he was probably the second best player out on the field yesterday because yeah. Fred was obviously the yeah. best guy on the field sure. yesterday. But when you have – that's something I, I I I don't like talking about with people on Twitter about like, oh, well, we need this player. We need to get this. We need to fill all these holes. No, the Niners have a very strong right. core. Fred Warner, George Kittle, Trent Williams if he returns – K1 Williams, if, if, if he returns, you already have um, your running back room, which is which will be back. You have Debo, you have Ayuk, you have Jimmy Ward, who's there, Eric Armstead, Kinlaw. You have a lot of talent. Now it's just time to fill in these pieces. Mm-hmm. You can fill them in. If you need to go get a quarterback in this offseason, go get it because you already have a very strong core and you're good up the middle of your defense. You have Kinlaw, Warner, Jimmy Ward. And then on the offensive side, they need to figure out the center position and the quarterback spot. But your running backs, your tight ends, and your wide receivers are already there. It's just time to go. The time is now. The window is. The window could go. The window could blow right open if you draft yourself the right rookie quarterback. And that's kind of where I'm at with this team. But with George Kittle, uh, yesterday he was the second best player on the field, and he was outstanding, outstanding with his limited snaps. I don't think he played more than. More than 25, 30 snaps yesterday. Yeah, he was on a pitch count. I think he played, uh, yeah, I think 25 to 30 is right where they wanted him to live. And, you know, he made the most out of those out of those snaps. Um, incredible in the blocking game. Four catches, 92 yards. I mean, what more can you ask from a guy on limited snaps? He, he played he played <laughs> incredible. Uh, George Kittle. He, it's George Kittle. He always does. He always plays incredible. That's just, that's just who he is. Um, I, I'm just going to lump them all together at once. The secondary. I thought the secondary played fantastic. Jason Verrett traveled yeah. with DeAndre Hopkins and, and held him in check. You know, Hopkins did not have his best game by any stretch of the imagination. He had you know, eight catches <clears throat> for 48 yards, no touchdowns. You will live with that all day. All day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All day. Absolutely. That's, if, that's, if that's all DeAndre Hopkins is doing to you, great. Phenomenal. Uh, Verrett did a great job. Uh, the safeties, Moore and Harris, the, yeah, they gave up a couple throws, whatever, but they tackled really well. Moore in particular tackled very, very well. Uh, K1 Williams, it's, it's very clear how important he is. You know, he had a sack. Yeah, he needs to be back. The edge. You know, he he's he's a he's a jack of all trades, and he he covers the slot super well, and and he's just a force. He's a force. He's a dude, man. He's a dude. And I absolutely love watching that guy absolutely. play. And the more I watch him play, the more it becomes clear to me that he has to come back. That has to be a guy yeah. that you try and bring back. And, you know, K1 was one of the first guys this regime went out and got, right? John Lynch and, and Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan, they handpicked K1 Williams super early in the process. Super, super early. And he's shown why they, they why they picked him. And and I thought I thought just the whole secondary in general, 
you know, I'll let you go off on, on Witherspoon later, but you know, (laughs) it was the whole, the whole, the whole group, the secondary played phenomenally well, phenomenally well. Uh, Kyler Murray had less than 250 yards passing, no touchdowns, one interception. I mean, what, what more, what more do you want from a group? Right. I is just, they they played, they played so well. I'm, I'm very impressed with them. Um, so it looks like the Niners pretty much split the uh, snaps. Kittle uh, with 50% of the snaps, just to reiterate on my Kittle post there, uh, or Kittle thought, it was 28 snaps for Kittle. Ross Dooley had 26, Jordan Reed 10, and then Daniel Helm 7. So Kittle took the bulk of the offensive snaps from the tight ends, uh, but not by much. But that was smart. Get him on a pitch mm-hmm. count. Usually Kittle's going to be in for every play, 60 to 70. He's going to always be out there, but he hasn't played since week Mm-hmm. Week eight, um, you know, you got to give him his time to, you know, build him back up and let him let him get back out there. Um, but with the secondary, you know, you you, I'm, I'm, we'll get into Kel a little bit later, but um, I think the secondary, I think a lot of credit has to go to Robert Sala changing your game plan. Week one, we all were screaming at the TV, "Why are we playing mm-hmm. off? Why are we so off? Why? What what are we doing here? You're allowing free releases for DeAndre Hopkins." That's just easy, you know, easy eight, nine, ten yard receptions. And that's gonna get you killed every day. So Robert Sala learning from his mistakes, saying, All right, look, Brett, Akello, get in this guy's face, force him to make a move, and we'll live with the results. And they live with the results. What was I don't what were the numbers on, on Hopkins again? Eight for forty eight. Um Yeah, eight for forty eight. He averaged, he averaged six that's, yards a catch. When's the last time DeAndre Hopkins yeah. averaged six yards a catch? Never. That never happens. Yeah. And you know, and that's with, with I'm giving a lot of credit to Salah. So on the good is, is Robert Salah. The coaches have done a hell of a job. Robert Salah on the defensive side um, with the defensive line, not getting too far upfield. I talked about it in a couple other podcasts. I, I'm kind of tired of this wide nine. I've seen, I'm starting to see a lot less of it um, each week with this, with this team. Maybe it's because there's no Bosa and no D Ford, but the wide nine, it, it's to me, that seems like a situational type of defensive line front that you'd want to run. Not consistently, right. Because it opens up way too many rush lanes for a guy like Kyler Murray, <coughs> excuse me, a guy like Russell Wilson. There's guys who are a little bit more mobile, and even teams that run the ball well. You're just giving up free lanes um, for running backs and quarterbacks who can move yep. to get out to get in between your your defensive tackles and your defensive end. Um, so I'd like to see a lot less of that going forward. So if Chris Kucerich is to go with Robert Sala once he gets a job, I'm not going to complain. I think going back to more of a traditional four three. Um, you can still run the cover three stuff, but the wide nine is something that I would probably like to see a lot less of um, considering what had happened last year versus the running quarterbacks and guys who were gonna kind of getting gashed in the run game when we didn't have Bosa out there or D4 mm-hmm. um, during those times. So <clears throat> I think Robert Sala making the adjustments all season and just making the adjustments in this game. I thought he did really, really well. I, I like the little wrinkle of putting Fred Warner on the outside of defensive ends, kind of playing that nine technique. That's part of why he got that pass breakup. Um, yep. I, I thought I thought I thought Salah was elite in this game, disguising yep. a lot of Play things, moving to that. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, price and coverage match limited by state law. Various more rounds, various, yeah. 
Darius Moore still got a lot of, he still needs a lot of work. He's missing some calls. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see it. He were like, where the hell was he on that Akella Witherspoon interception? He's not supposed to be in the middle of the field. Yeah. You're supposed to be too. You're playing. I think that was cover four again at quarters. It's like, where, why are you over there? You're supposed to be on this side. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but defensively, I think he's, I think he's doing really, I think he's doing a really good job for those folks who think he doesn't adjust. I don't know what to tell you. He's adjusting every week. It's just, it's there. You may not see it subtle. There's a lot of subtlety in there. Um, you can't, you can't run a lot of blitzes, you know, um, every week or every game. You got to just run them situationally. And that's what the Niners like to do. They're going to, they're going to rush four, drop seven. And if they need to, they're going to go ahead and send a blitzer. Um, now they're, what they're doing is disguising it from different spots with, with Marcel Harris and then Quan. And I saw Kello come in on a blitz. He almost had, um, Kyler yesterday mm-hmm. or so, yeah Saturday. There's just a lot of there's a lot of wrinkles in this defense, and he's evolving as a defensive coordinator. Um, and hopefully, guys on staff currently are taking notes. Tamiko Ryan's looking at you, buddy. <laughs> um, you know, I, you know, and I, I would like to just see a little bit more cover two, cover four, maybe some Tampa two uh, going into next season in that four three look. Um, I th- I think the cover three single high, it's okay, but we don't have an Earl Thomas. We have a Jimmy Ward. Right. You know, um, it's it's something that they wish we should use in situations and I think they should change it. Um, And I think they are changing it. If anyone's paying attention, we're running a lot of more split safety looks cover four. There's a lot of um, a lot of more man concepts as well with no Sherman Mm -hmm. out there. So I'm I'm ready for some change um, on the defensive side. I think they're going to see that next year. But Robert Sala did an excellent job this week and he's pretty much solidified himself as the next head coach of the Jags or the Lions or. The Falcons, you know, wherever he, I think he's going to have quite a bit of suitors this offseason. Yeah, I think he's going to be in on pretty much every team that has a has a head coaching opening. I think I think they're all going to yeah. reach out to him, and I think he's going to have his pick of whichever job he wants. Really, I, I think that I think he's yeah. earned that. Uh, Sikwasala, some really well timed blitzes. You talked about it. That yes, when he sent them, they worked and they were effective, and it was it was great. And people see that. And they want to blitz every play, but that's not something. It's not something <laughs> you can do. You can't do that. It's not Madden, right? You can't call engage eight every play and hope it works. Um, I thought the, the the blitzes he did call were very well timed, and I was very impressed with his with his game plan coming in because they really did bottle up the Cardinals. Twelve points. Twelve points. This Cardinals team is is, is 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 high flying. Twelve points. You know, offense in the air raid offense, and they're supposed to go out and score fifty points a game. It, Twelve. 12 points. First half, they only got two field mm-hmm. goals. They gave up one touchdown. One touchdown. One. That's it. Um, I, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with, in my good category here, let's see, Dre Greenlaw. I'm just, I'm just trying to pick which one I want to talk about next. They play Dre. Pretty much the whole team. Dre Greenlaw, seven tackles. He was always around the ball. The always. Ball. He's getting better. Always. He's... Getting He's better. getting better. He's learning from Fred. I think they're going to be an elite combo moving forward. I really think that they're, yeah, they're one of the premier, you know, linebacker duos in the NFL right now. Um, you know, you talked about how Seattle had all that success during the Legion of Boom time, but they did it because they had Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. Guys that can cover, yeah. guys that can go sideline to sideline. I think that's what the 49ers have here. I think that's what they yeah. have with Greenlaw and Warner. And those two guys are going to be very, very good together for a very long time. Because I don't think there's any way they let, I don't think there's any way they let Greenlaw walk in two years. I think they're gonna try and no, have an extension. No, he keeps his trajectory. He stays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I think they're going to be a great combo for, for, for many years to come. And then also the defensive line played really well. They played well. DJ Jones, baby. DJ Jones gets this. He loves sacking Kyler Murray. He loves yes. sacking Kyler Murray. He loves sacking short quarterbacks. because yes, he himself <laughs> is kind of short. Gets the center of gravity right there. It's awesome. DJ Jones played great. He was all over the place. I thought this, I thought this was another a great game from Armstead, too. And it's not one that shows up in the stat sheet so much. But he had a lot of, like we talk, like we like to call him the fuck him up plays. Fuck yep. the play up. That's exactly what he did multiple times. Uh, I, I think he has started to play much better down the stretch. There was a gully in the middle of the year where Armstead was not playing well. And it was it was drawing the ire of many a people. Many a beat writer, many a, many a Twitter personalities like us. Um, <laughs> they were just really, really down on Armstead. And I think he's he's put together these back-to-back games against Dallas and, again, against Arizona. Yeah. I think these are the best two games he's played all year. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's with with Armstead. It's you're paying for his production, but you're also paying for that. That production is coming with guys like Abosa, who's going to help you out on the edge. And we talked about it a lot this year. This is this Niners team is lacking an edge rusher. You know, Kerry Hyder is a nice player. He is, but he's not D, Nick Bosa. He's not a D Ford type. He's just not going to get you 10, 12 sacks or just get you. You know, like Bosa had eighty pressures last year. You're not going to get those type of numbers. Mm-hmm. Out of a Kerry Hyder. Kerry Hyder is a, a a effort guy. He's a you know he's a guy who's just going to keep going. His motor doesn't stop, and that's that's great. You know you want him to be, um, you know you want you want your depth guys to be like that. But you're asking him to play starter reps, and that's not ideal for him. Um, so that's that's just going to hurt the entire defensive line, and they've just been banged up all year. But for what this team has gotten out of the defensive line, you know that's just a lot of credit to Salah, the coaching staff all the way around. I'm just, I'm me. I'm just tired of the coaching staff taking a lot of shit. You know, it's like, what did you expect them to do? They have 28 guys on IR. You know, when we talked to Joe Staley about, he's like, yeah, injuries are an excuse when you have a couple, but when you have 20, 20 plus, it's just, this doesn't become an excuse anymore. It just is what it is. This is why you're not winning games. You can't, you can't win with when your, when your quarterback is missing, you can't win when, you're missing some of your best defensive players. You know mm-hmm. you're going to win a couple games like this here and there, um, because the NFL you're going to it's any in the NFL you're going to run into some wins, and the Niners are well coached enough to that they can do this and they can play a game like this where it's close. But the offensive genius that Kyle Shanahan is, he's going to get you, he's going to get you points. He's going to get you twenty at the very mm-hmm. least. He'll get you twenty points even with these guys. So I'm just tired of the slander on the coaching staff. I, I think. All these guys have done a hell of a job. You know, I just wish, like you said, I wish we'd had a punt returner. So, Hightower, go find yourself a punt returner, please. Yeah, they need one. They need one bad. <laughs> they just need somebody. Oh, man, they need somebody. Uh, Kerry Hyder added a sack. So, that's that's fun. That's another one. Yes. That's another guy. Um, you, you know, just all the way around. Gold stars all the way around, except for Robbie Gold. Ironically. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, really what, that's really what this game was. We saw a complete domination from so many different different people at, at, at different points in the game. And like you said, this team is the Washington game, the Philly game, the Dallas game. Like going one and three against the NFC East this year is devastating yeah. for this 49ers team. They should have been 4-0 against that division and they should, they should have walked all over all of those teams. All those teams yeah. stink. 49ers just happen to be worse on those days. They should have walked all over all of them. There's some games, there's some, there's some games on the schedule where I don't really think it mattered who was playing. 
the Buffalo one sticks out to me is I just really think Buffalo is a good football team. There's some games where you're just going to lose because you run into a better team. That's what happened against Buffalo. But some of these games that they lost, man, this should be a playoff team, even with these injuries and stuff. They've just given so many games away. And that's what they didn't do. It's exactly what they didn't do. They didn't fuck it up. They They didn't turn the ball over. They didn't have a pick six. They didn't have a fumble six. They didn't have any devastating turnover that, that completely changes the course of the game. And that's all it took them to win. That's all it fucking took. Was just don't yeah. turn the fucking ball over. Don't don't have yeah. some dumb no, dumb mistake. Don't have bad penalties like like a pass interference on third and eighteen or an illegal illegal contact yeah. on third and eighteen. They just played mistake free football, and it's all it took yep. for them to win. And it, and and that's all it took. I, I I'm I'm like this game like kind of frustrates me. Like it was great. To, it was great yeah. to watch because I love beating NFC West teams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would of course. rather would have lost. They get a higher draft pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could talk, you could talk until you blew in the face about that. It's nice to beat division opponents. It's nice. It's of very course. nice, and it, it 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 means something to the guys in the locker room. But this game is frustrating just because of this is all it fucking took. All season. That's all they. That's don't all turn they the ball over. Just, don't turn the ball over, and you win. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened, and, and so that's why this game's a little bit frustrating. It was fun to watch. No, it was no, fun to watch, you. but it was a little bit frustrating. A little bit frustrating. That's all. So, before we get into um, play of the game and players of the game, just going through this free agency list, we're going to get to it yeah. during the off season because it's right around the corner. But um, a couple names just hit to say stay or go. Trent stay. Williams, <laughs> Richard go. Sherman, Solomon go. Thomas. Tart. Juice. Stay at the right price. Stay at the right price, I agree. Um, Kendrick Bourne. Stay at the right price. I'm with. The, I'm on the KB train. Bring him back, well, please. We, we, he's, you know, his uh, snaps have been dropping. They've been dropping. I know. I think they're, I think, I I think I they're, they're trying, trying to move on. I think they're, they're trying, trying to, to They're trying to lower his value. They're trying to evaluate the other guys. So or maybe, we'll see. Or maybe lower his value. Maybe. I want KB back. I wouldn't hate it. I would hate it. I'm predicting what I think they're going to do. No, that's fair. Uh, K1 Williams. Stay. Has to stay. Ben Garland. Stay. Kerry Hyder. Stay. At the right price. Uh, At the right price. Jason Verrett. Absolute stay. Akello Witherspoon. He should stay, but he won't. He won't. He's gone. Okay. I think he stays at the right price, and because his family's here, that's okay, part of it. That's fair. That's fair. I just um, think I'm, I'm I'm just envisioning him playing across from Denzel Ward in Cleveland next year. That's all. Gotcha. No, I hear you. Um, a guy that has been playing fairly well, who we just traded for, Jordan Willis. Bring him back, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you need okay. to have guys like that. You need to have guys bring, like that. Bring Jordan Willis back. Absolutely. Okay. Um. Two other names. Let's see here. I'm gonna uh, let's go. Ross Dwelly. Stay or go. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. do anything for me. Trent Taylor. Who's the last name? Go. Who's the last name? Trent Taylor. Go. 
I love Trent. I have a Trent Taylor yeah, jersey. Yeah. I love that guy, but that foot injury robbed him of everything he was. Yeah. It robbed him of everything he was. No, I just wanted to do so. that quick exercise. There's The Niners have, um, I think it's 41 free agents, yep. and I, I, they can sign a good chunk of them back. They can do that. They, they're able to do that. with this. There's one caveat. We'll get to that later on down in the offseason on how they do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what happens come March 1st um, with this team. <laughs> Um, but let's get into play of the game. What was your play of the game, Matt? Play of the game for me is the Texas route. I just goddamn love it. I love it so much against the Cardinals. <laughs> it's it's probably not the most significant play. It's not the play that really made it made a huge difference in the game. But just seeing something that just works so goddamn always, it's it's a beautiful thing to me. And and you know, our guy Andrew Pesquini over over the sprint right option pod. Uh, which you should check out Jason Aponte mm-hmm. and, and Andrew Pesquini. So please go check those guys out. Um, he said something about Jeff Wilson. And, and when he catches the ball, especially, is when it's very, very clear. He said that after Derrick Henry, Jeff Wilson is the number one guy you don't want to tackle because of how hard he runs. And at, once, for what, once he catches the ball, especially on that Texas route, get the fuck out of the way because he will run you over. Yeah. He will run you over. Mm-hmm. So that's my play of the game is just just the Texas route working again. And I love to, I love to see it. And and it wasn't just is maybe CJ's best throw of the game too. Put it right exactly where he had to, got him in stride, and 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 let him use a full head of steam to get in the end zone. So yeah, the Texas route is my play of the game. How about you? Um, I just there was just so many. I, I just think the biggest to me the play of the game was. The George Kittle reception, like I think, just all of George Kittle's receptions because they led to humongous right. plays. Um, you know, you had uh, one for twenty-four yards, one for eighteen yards, one for twenty-seven yards, one for twenty-three yards. He was getting chunk after chunk after chunk, moving the sticks. Um, you know, big downs, first down. You know, getting ahead of the sticks for this team so that way they can stay in rhythm. Uh, that was a big reason why the Niners were successful last year getting ahead on first down. Um, you know, you had the Kittle's first one um, was for 24 yards on first down. Like, you know, just getting out in the in the, in the the open field, making a couple guys miss, running through people like he always does, just setting the tone. Um, I, all four of Kittle's catches are the play of the game for me. I just think his impact is felt so much in the past game, whether he has the ball or doesn't have the ball. Wherever, wherever he moves, the defense moves. They want to follow him as much as possible. Like the the attention he draws is just an it's just it's mind blowing, and that's why he's worth what he's worth fifteen and a half million dollars a year. So um, George Kittle play plays of the game all go to him for all four of those big receptions. You know that's just just big yardage, and you know he should have got a hundred yards if they would have hit him one more time. Well, he did drop the other one, so um, he had five targets, four receptions. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I'm with it, and, and they, there's a couple times they tried to run the oh shit play with Kittle, which is, <laughs> for those of you that don't know what the oh shit play is, it's uh, it's basically when Kittle fakes blocking and he, he goes down to the ground and then he gets up and he runs the route, and they call it the oh shit play because once you realize George Kittle is running a route, you say oh shit, um, and, and the Cardinals sat on it all game long. They followed him all over the field. He was. It was very clear that he was shutting him down was a big part of their game plan, and that opened up a ton of stuff for other guys. 
ton of stuff for other guys because they paid so yeah. much attention to him specifically. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. Uh, now I guess we're gonna move into player of the game. It's Jeff Wilson. It's Jeff Wilson Jr. Who also, by the way, stay because he is a free agent. So stay, Jeff Wilson. Um, just a monster, <laughs> monster game. Twenty-two carries, 183 yards. He averaged 8.3 yards per carry. Get the fuck out of here. That's a, that's an absurd number. He had the, like I talked about the Texas route for a touchdown. That was his only score of the game. But he was just he was running rampant all game long. And like you said, they they stayed ahead of the sticks on first down. Stayed ahead. And it yeah. made everything so simple because very rarely did they have to rely on CJ Beathard to drop back and pass on third and 12, third and 13. That's when mistakes happen. You run the ball, you get ahead of the sticks. The game becomes easier. The game becomes more simplified. That's exactly, exactly what happened. Jeff Wilson ran the ball effectively and was able to get them in good positions to to succeed throughout the game. And it's, 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 yeah, Jeff Wilson's my player of the game. Not even close. Quite, quick question. Yeah. Jeff Wilson, um, he'll he'll be back next year. I, I, I don't think he's leaving. Um, would it be better for the Niners to use Jeff Wilson as the primary back and use Mostert as the complimentary back as the speed guy? You know, you want to have Wilson out there for your 18 to 20 snaps and you're giving Mostert 12 to 15 because he's going to give you that explosiveness. Is that a better winning formula for the Niners? Going I don't forward? hate it. I don't hate it at all. Um, right. And I think it's, it's, okay. I'm more of a running back by committee guy anyway. You have to be now. You I, have I, to, you know, if you got a guy like Derrick Henry, sure. You got a guy like Alvin Kamara. Sure. Foreigners don't have that guy. And, and, and clearly the wear and tear on, on Mostert's body is a little bit more. He's it, showing he's not the bell cow. And that's fine. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. He doesn't need to be the bell cow. I think you got to go by committee and this ride the hot hand thing that Shanahan likes to do. I'm cool with that too. You go out there, you give three guys carries, you see who's got it that day and who's, who's working and who, who is reading the holes better and you roll with them. If it's Mostert one day, great. If it's Wilson the next, perfect. Sucks for fantasy yeah. football and trying to make sure, <laughs> trying to figure out which 49ers running back to play, <laughs> but I don't, I don't draft 49ers running backs for exactly that reason. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that that would be a good thing to do is, is make, uh, you know, make, make Wilson your number one guy. I, 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 I think that's, I think that's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. No, I, I, I just, I was just looking at it, you know, yeah. I'm like Kyle, Kyle's not going to spend a draft pick on a, on a running back. I mean, if he does, it has to be for the right guy. You know, maybe it's a Travis Etienne or, or uh, Najee Harris, but I, I don't think the Niners are going to be picking a running back that high to begin with. But yep. you got to go with a guy like Jeff Wilson, who's, he's, who, can, who can handle uh, the physicality because he pushed, he put, he, you know, he dishes out punishment. But Mostert is a guy, I think he revs up with more reps and lim- not more reps, but with less reps, he, you're going to get the maximum efficiency out of him. Um, so, yeah, running backs do matter in some cases for the <laughs> Niners. <laughs> um, my player of the game is a guy who got a lot of shit for his play. Um, and I, I don't think, I don't think I've ever given up <clears throat> on Akella Witherspoon. I, I, I've always liked his play. He is exactly what you want in the corner. He's 6'4". He's long. He's fast. He has some of the best athletic ability on the team as a, as a secondary player. He just hasn't had the opportunity to play as much this season. 
partially because of injuries to himself. And then, of course, um, he found his way in Kyle Shanahan's doghouse. Um, mm-hmm. But when he is able to play and he is healthy and his confidence is up, he is one of the better corners in the NFL. I know early on uh, in the game, everyone was bitching about, oh, he should have, you know, he that was, you know, he should have batted that ball down. He was in position. That's offensive pass interference. The guy extended his arms, locked him up a little bit. You got, not every corner is going to make every play. It just is what it is. So he's super, he, like Mike McGlinchey, everything about him is going to be under a microscope because of some of the previous stuff with mm-hmm. Akello. But you have to have a coaches who believe in you. Um, and Kyle Shanahan spoke about it at the end of the game that, you know, he showed up in practice. He elevated his, his game. He took the coaching. You know, he understood that he was, you know, basically benched healthy scratches a couple times. Um, and he came back out there and he's balled the last two weeks. The last two weeks, he's been absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. And then he has a game ceiling inter- interception um, in this game. Yep. So, Kelly Wispin is a guy that I want back next year. I don't think that he will be back next year. But if his dad and family have anything to say about it, then maybe he stays because he is a family guy. Um, he's from the area. Mm-hmm. So, maybe he does want to stay. And maybe it's on a cheaper deal and he can earn himself a bigger contract if he continues this level of play. Um, he was one of the better corners in training camp regardless of what a lot of people like to say, certain things are put out there on purpose to elevate certain players for a reason. Right. Um, and Akella Witherspoon was really, really good in camp, um, regardless of some of the reports. Some things are just, it's, yeah, it's frustrating to hear some of the stuff. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, I don't know if anyone remembers. There was a reason why the 49ers media said, hey, don't talk about Jamichael Hasty. Don't bring him up right. in your writing. Like, that's part of the system here. That's what happens. Um, they want you to write certain things, and when they don't want you to write other things. So, Akello had himself a good camp. He got hurt. He had some poor plays, and you end up in the doghouse. And I think part of the, uh, the, the Shanahan doghouse is like, hey, I know you can play better, so do it. Um, and Akello's showing out the last couple weeks. He might have another big game this week. They do have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, though, next week. So we'll see how this mm-hmm. goes. But Akello Wispoon is the player of the game for me. Yeah, I like it. I like it. He played, he played super well. And again, like I said, second straight game where he's been really, really good. He shut down Amari Cooper against Dallas. And then uh, yep. he locked down pretty much any, any, any player he was on against Cardinals. And also that, that first row. That people were complaining about. You can, maybe it was offensive pass interference. I don't know, but it was also a fucking dime. Like that throw was perfect. That throw was perfect from from Kyler Murray. Sometimes guys just put it in a place where you can't make a play. It doesn't matter what you're doing. There's nothing you can do about it. And that was one of those plays. So I, I love I love Akella being your player of the game because I think that's going to be a guy that flies <laughs> under the radar, right? And that's like I I took I took the chalk player of the game. The guy that rushed for 183 yards. Way to go out on a limb, Matt. You know, I, I took the guy that was. Way to go, buddy. So I like I like you taking. I like you taking a kill there. I like it. So, um, while we're recording, the Packers and Titans are on. It's 19 to nothing. This is exactly what Kyle Shanahan envisioned for his offense. Mm-hmm. By the way, mm-hmm. you know, quarterback that pushes the ball down the field. We'll get into that another time. But God, I just want. Never mind. I'd like to point out yeah. that I picked the Packers on the breakdown, and you picked the Titans. You did, so, you yeah. did, you did, you did. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, way to go. Packers are going to run away with the NFC, probably. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see uh, that goes. the Saints, the Saints, if they can just figure out that, all right, just give the ball to Alvin Kamara every play. Maybe they make some noise. I don't know. It, it, the <laughs> NFC is going to be interesting because there's, 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 there's really, really good teams in the AFC. The NFC is just kind of, ugh. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't like any of the teams in the AFC. Whoever comes out of the AFC is winning the Super Bowl, and you can't convince me otherwise. That's that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. But yeah. No, it's, it's so, all good. But let's uh, let's get out of here. Yeah, we got one. We got one game left. One. That's one it, man. Game left, and it, the 49ers are going to finish seven and nine or six and ten. It is what it is. But it's against Seattle. They get a chance to not really play spoiler because Seattle locked up the division with their win over the Rams today. Yep. But again, it's always nice to beat division teams. It's always nice to get division wins. So you know we'll have to see. We'll have to see what they what they can do, but uh, we'll be back later on this week with a preview pod. We'll actually do a preview pod this time. Sorry, we didn't do a preview one for the Cardinals game. It was it Christmas. I Christmas think people understand and all that stuff. So, so we apologize for that, but we thank you for sticking with us. Um, but yeah, on to Seattle, man. On to Seattle. One more week of football, and then we're into the off season and draft season. Um, unfortunately, the Niners aren't going back to the playoffs as we all thought, but injuries riddled this season. And uh, I fully expect this team to make playoffs next year. But we'll, we'll be back later on the week, like Matt said. Um, until then, go and check out the podcast on Twitter at 4th and Gold Pod. Uh, follow us on all your streaming platforms Google, Apple, iTunes, wherever you, you stream us. Uh, share that out, write a review. We love those. Um, and then, of course, follow me on Twitter at Javier Vague underscore. Follow my guy, Matt at. Bar underscore. Yeah, please leave reviews and, and ratings. It, help us cl- it helps us climb the charts um, and, and, and get to in front of more people. Because we, we, there's so many of you guys are just so fervent when you listen to us and you love it. And we appreciate that. So so as we get close to the close on our, this is our second full season, right? Yeah, second full season doing this. You yeah. Know? We just want to say mm-hmm. thank you very much for sticking with us. We hope you all had a very, very, very Merry Christmas or a Happy Hanukkah or, yep. or a Happy Kwanzaa or whatever you choose to celebrate. Um, you know, we hope. Dad, just had a yeah, good time. We, we hope you had a good time, and we and we we very much appreciate you all sticking with us for for another season. Absolutely, and we will be back again later on this week to do the Seahawks preview, and then we got you covered for this off season. A lot of stuff coming up. We are working on some things, um, so to keep an eye out for that. Uh, but until later on this week, everyone stay safe. Uh, Happy New Year! If we don't, if you don't hear from us from then by then, um, go Niners. Peace. On to Seattle. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with the fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be Baconating. We got you. Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required. 